Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sissoko finally waited. Ericsson, low, great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Moura. And belted into the net, brilliant goal. On debut, Tunge Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh yeah! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! First time here to Son. Kane, good area for Spurs. And Kane's not afraid to shoot! Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane! That is exceptional! Try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terra in the Burnley back line, and Son breaks forward. Oh, wow, what a run! Yemin Son from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career. Yo, yo, yo. We're back in business. Welcome to a the latest episode of the New Spurs Order Touchline Hotspur. We have a packed house today. This is looking like our midfield, um, a, a midfield five with one up top. I'll let you decide who is the striker. Yeah, I was the striker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know Yao's the striker. Um, with them hot takes. Um, but yeah, guys, it's good to be back. It's good to be in the building. And it's good to be a Spurs fan today. Um, I'm just going to go around the crew, introduce my fellow comrades and my fellow warriors. Um, <clears throat> we've had a bit of a tough time of late. Um, but, Sai, what are you saying? You good? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, this this is a live and direct version of Kevin Nash Reports. So, yeah, man, we're getting cracking today. We're getting cracking today. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, moving to the to, to the next window here, uh, tapping Tobes Goldberg from the NSO, um, a man who's probably not had much sleep, um, judging by his Insta live and, and how <laughs> after the game yesterday. But um, Tobes, what are you saying, bro? Are you awake? I'm awake, bro. I'm awake. I've been awake, man. I'm ecstatic, man. I've been awake and I've been stepping on ops necks. That's what I've been doing, bro. That's what I've been doing, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They know who they are. They're going to be listening to this. They know who they are. <laughs> uh, we'll swing back around. Uh, a nice direct pass from the middle into our man X Pack. Owen, what are you saying, bro? Are you good? Yeah, ecstatic. I was just relatively um, 
glad I didn't have work today and I could just chill out and sit on this win and uh, celebrate in the right way, really. So, yeah, I'm good. That's good. That's good to hear. Nice little day off to, to take it all in. Um, and then Tops, Doctor. Dr. Tops, what are you, you saying, saying yeah, I'm good, man. As you can tell from my mood lighting, I'm definitely in a mood. <laughs> I'm in a big mood. Wow. In a big, big mood. And then finally, the big man up top. Um, bigger than you think he is. You see him, you think he's a lightweight. You think he's a pushover. But you've heard his takes. Yao, Scott Hall, what are you saying, brother? Alright, bruv. You know what? When I went to bed last night, all I kept dreaming was, you want a bamba? You want to roll with the big G's? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Yesterday, my head was hot at 84 minutes. Fuming. You man saw me in the group anyway, bruv. I was, I was losing it. Yeah. At 97 <laughs> minutes. A certain baby in my house was getting spun around in the air like a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, it, was, it was mayhem in my house. Absolute mayhem. Can so we, um, just just for the record, uh, honourable shout out to Yao's Wi-Fi and his stream, which is always about 90 seconds behind everyone else. So, um, Yao Very only true. finished celebrating the goal about midnight last night. Very um, true. He said, yeah. what, what did they score? He said, what? Oh, no, did they score again? We were like, no, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I was so I like, what's going on? <laughs> oh, oh, funny, bro. Okay, so first things first, for all those listening, um, those tuning in, um, obviously, we, we want to recap the week. Yes, we had a great win last night. Um, but before that, there was a, a game, a big game, that we were supposed to play last Sunday. Um and for some reason, our quote-unquote noisy neighbours decided to uh, slink off into the darkness um, and postpone the the North London derby, um, a.k.a. the biggest game of our season in terms of, you know, everyone gets up for this game. It's the one game you want to make sure you're competing in, one game you want to win. Uh, we've got a good record at our place against them. And they chickened out. Apparently, they had four injuries and three AFCON injuries and COVID and everything else. So... They decided to run off into the shadows, get ready for their game against Liverpool. Um, and we were left hanging. We were left hanging there. Um, I'm not going to spend too much time on it. I think we'll probably go to maybe a couple of cast members on this one. Um, Sai, what, what were your thoughts when, when the reports came out that it was going to be postponed? Did you think they would really postpone the North London derby? Them men are definitely not pushing P, bruh. Them man are pussy. <laughs> That's all it is. As far as I'm concerned, man, that, that is one of the most despicable showcases of fussy holism I've ever seen. Because there there was no there was no justification for it, realistically. I know uh Tappin has probably had to have a few strep sills, the amount that he's had to talk about this, but them man them <laughs> man ran. And I, I mean, I mean. It is what it is at this point. We know we're not. We know they're not about it. So let's just keep that pushing, man. <laughs> we keep it pushing, indeed. Keep pushing, indeed. Owen, we, you know, once once it all came out, <clears throat> do you, is it advantage them? Do they because they get their players back? Um, is it advantage to to Arsenal? Or is it or does it maybe work in our favour? Get some players back. Hopefully, get some moves in the uh, in, in the window. Um. 
you know what? I think um, it probably still favours us, to be honest. And I'm quite glad, in a way, that the North London derby um, future win, hopefully for us, is going to be a better product of a game. Because um, if we had won with the team that we fielded and they fielded, they would have been like, ah, OK, we had this many players unavailable anyway. But now this this probable win is going to be much sweeter. So that's <laughs> fine. But um, I don't know. I wonder if Arsenal have been a little bit clever and trying to actually plan ahead a little bit because getting another game rearranged for us is going to be, again, like detrimental, which has been, I think, detrimental to us throughout this whole thing of us like being accused of uh, rescheduling games to get rest. It's actually now we've got a fit in. Um, I think it's a third game now with the Leicester game being played. It would have been four, now it's three. Um, whereas Arsenal have much less games. I don't think they've got any games to uh, reschedule apart from the North London derby now. And we've actually got a cup to worry about, which we're still in. Uh, they're currently still in uh, the Carabao, which they're playing tonight, so fair enough. But yeah, with um, a potential top four fight on and us having to play a cluster of games... Yeah, who knows? I think that'll be an advantage for them in the long run. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Obviously, it's it's nice to nice to beat them. We, I think they're on. Uh, we are unbeaten at our place against them uh, for a number of years now. Um, <clears throat> can't remember how long it is. It might be maybe ten or twelve at our place. I think there's obviously a few draws in there, um, but we've got quite a good record, quite strong. Um, but it would be nice to beat them uh, when they have their players back, and there'll be no excuse. Um, for their behaviour. Um, like I said, we're not going to stay too long on that. Um, definitely, mm. we all know that um, Toby has probably spoken about this on his 10,000 stream um, shows that he has um, over the past week. So we can move on. So midweek, they called us games in hand FC. They called us postponements FC. I'd rather have the points yes. on the board. I'd rather uh, have the points on the board. Dude, games. Dude. Dude. they're talking about games in hand. They're talking about games in hand. Fucking all of that. Well, that's man. 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 Well, that's Away at Leicester, one of Harry Kane's favourite fixtures to play in. What are we saying, Yao? Were you confident going into this game that we would get a result? Tottenham, mid midweek, under the lights, everyone watching, games in hand FC. Listen, at the beginning of the game, I weren't confident. I saw the lineup and I said, J -j Jesus, save us. Yeah. It's the start of the new year. Save us, please. And obviously, we're coming off that terrible result against Chelsea. Two minutes into the game, I'm like, oh, I'm not too sure how I feel about this. But at the 10-minute mark, I was like, if we don't win this game, I'm going to be <laughs> Yeah? <laughs> and so, you have to understand, people, my stream was in the dark ages. Yeah? <laughs> I needed updates before updates were even coming through my notifications. I had a man say, deserved. So there was me thinking, oh, we scored. 
to my surprise, we conceded. And I was like, bloody <laughs> hell, we're here again. We're here again. So, did I think we were going to get a result? Not at the beginning of the game. Not at kickoff. When it got to about 10, 15 minutes, I was like, this is us. Like, but we're Spurs. There's more than likely we could throw this game away. When we got it to 1-1, I was like, if we go 2-1 up, we're going to win this game easily. I'm going to cruise with it. And then, yeah, you know what happened. Uh, we conceded. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's just pause there because we don't, you don't, and, uh, don't give yeah, anyone too much, too early. Too much, bro. The emotions were... <laughs> listen, man, let, let me let me tell you what happened afterwards, innit? I won't even tell you what, you know, what certain man did yet. But let me tell you what I did afterwards, yeah? After the result, I switched off the TV, looked up to the heavens and said, thank you, thank you. Because it's been a tough week, yeah? Man's been working all week. I needed some time to enjoy myself. Today, when I walked out of my house, the first person I saw, I looked at them and I thought, you have no clue, bruv. That's the loss. There, I've given you a present. <laughs> and I bopped off, yeah? And I didn't even care. I didn't even care if the person watches football or not. Just had to let them know. That's the loss, bro. I mean, and I feel like I have the right to be happy right now. Do you know why? Because Tottenham Hotspurs do this to me all the time. They take me to the middle of hell where me and the devil himself have conversations. And I don't like the devil. I never have. And then when it's all said and done and I'm about to stay my last few days in hell, that's when the light comes. Oh, and I'm back, baby. We're all back with Spurs. You <laughs> bloody rats. Never do that to me again. Sai, I want to come to you because, Sai, you you and I have had multiple conversations about tactics, right? <clears throat> and it was quite obvious from the lineup that we were going to a 3 5 2. Um, is that the way forward? I mean, we, we debated this when Conte came in 3 4 3, 3 5 2. What's he going to play? Um, Against Liverpool, play three five two. One of our better performances, um, and then last night three five two. What what is it that you maybe saw or see in that that gives us a bit of an edge? So the the first half in particular, I, I'd say was a was a definite highlight of how this system, how this formation, how the sort of uh, structure of the team should look. And how we can capitalize from it. Um, first and foremost, I'm I'm not I'm not Mr. Uh starting lineup. I very rarely indulge in those conversations. They piss me off in all honesty. It's like players play for Spurs, they're gonna see the pitch. But when you get players in the right spots, like a Harry Winks playing as a pivot, with Skip having a bit more license to stretch his legs and show his youth. I'm a happy man. So with with the extra man in midfield, what it allowed us to do is spread the pitch wider. So we saw Tanganga on the right-hand side and Davis on the left-hand side spreading pretty much to the touchline. I like to see that because what it allows is it allows Winks to add a little bit more security, drop in to pick up the ball from deep. It leaves less of an onus on Sanchez to be the distributor from the back. And it allows the wingbacks to push up further forward. And with the with the lack of an additional man up top, 
you need those extra bodies in the final third to actually stretch the pitch, combine on the edge of the penalty box. And ultimately, we saw early on, we were creating chances left, right and centre. Leicester mm. couldn't really deal with the overloads. Um, I felt like Emerson was particularly poor, given the fact that he was always the extra man. But Tanganga, in a lot of instances, compensated for that in combining with Skip and allowing us to sort of uh, make dummy runs on that side while focusing the play majority on the left-hand side. Um, we obviously had Lucas up top running that left channel, creating a little bit of problems. Not enough problems, but a few problems for uh, Chowdhury, who for some reason was playing in the back. Uh, but yeah, man, I was very, very pleased. If we can get if we can get the um, the combination of players and, and actual talent on the pitch, then I think that would be the way forward. A free fight. Yeah, yeah to- Tobes, you were you were right there. You were in the stands, Leicester away on a Wednesday night. That is what we call commitment, guys. Um, <clears throat> you were there on the front lines, my friend. What was it like in the stadium? What was what was the vibe? In, in the crowd, what were they saying? Especially once again, we got away and we started working our way towards 20, um, 22, 25 shots um, and then like 10 on target. Um, just, a, just a quick uh, moment. Um, rest in forever peace, Nuno Ball, um, with our one shot on target in three games. Um, Tobes, what are you saying? What was it like? It was, <clears throat> it was encouraging, man. It was encouraging because um, the last time the last time we came to that ground with fans um, was when we obviously lost 2-1 when Madison scored that screamer. And um, it was it was just a much better performance, like in possession. Like everyone was like, like there was an air of inevitability about us scoring, especially at halftime. At halftime, all the chat was, if we keep up, if we keep up this performance, like we're going to pepper them, we're going to pepper them. Like there wasn't really that worry even though Leicester did have like some chances, they were able to create chances. There was always like a, there was always a positive thing, a positive feeling that we were going to like win the game. And it was only until Madison scored that goal. I think he scored in like the 70s, late 70s or early 80 minutes. I can't remember. But yeah, yeah, like when he scored that goal, it was like, it was the first time when we actually genuinely thought, rah, like we actually might lose this game. And it was a feeling of anger because like fair enough like we've not really been a a a, a side to, that's been pleasing on the eye but like that game we actually played some good stuff we created a lot of chances we put them under consistent pressure and our midfield used the ball well and you're just thinking we've actually done a lot of the things that we wanted this team to do well like we've done it in this game and we're still not going to win that's why like <laughs> it turned to anger which is why i can resonate <laughs> with with yao like it turned to anger because you're just thinking, how the hell have we not won this game? But then, bang! It was just, yeah, it was, it was mental, mental, mental. Absolutely last few minutes, mental, mental, Absolutely mental. Um, just quick shout out, head over to our Instagram page to see um the video of the away end at the end. Um, Toby supplied some footage for us. It is enjoyable. I've watched it about a thousand times. Um, tops, were you were you in that same boat? The emotional roller coaster. Were you, did you feel anger? Did you feel do you know what? The first half did you feel inevitable? Yeah, we're gonna win this. We're gonna battle them. Like, was it was it? a funny. It was a funny one because <laughs> when I was watching the game, like, I just kept saying to myself, the way we're playing, we're all over them. Their goals. I, I just, I just said to myself, both of them. I felt like were both undeserved. 
I, I just felt like they had taken snap chances that had fallen to them. But up to that point, you know, we had been on top for a lot of the game. Uh, we had been in control for large parts of the game. And we, we'd created the best chances. Like, although I was frustrated and I was, I was, I was showing that in the group as well, I just had, a, I, just, I don't know, I had an inkling that we could still get something from the game, be it a draw, definitely not a win. I just kept thinking we can definitely, definitely get something here. And to be honest with you, when we did, I was, I was absolutely elated when, when we got, when we got the draw. But then to win the game, hey, listen, first things first, fuck Brendan Rodgers, yeah, fuck that guy. First things first, actually, I almost forgot. Fuck Brendan Rodgers. Because that guy, he tried to do a madness on Conte's name. And that guy is a perennial bottler. We know that for sure now. We know that for sure. So for Tottenham to come to their house, to dunk on their heads the way we did, yeah, he needs to put some respect on Conte's name. He needs to respectfully hold that. Actually, disrespectfully hold that. <laughs> no, no, no. I was thinking this man's comparing Conte style to Nuno. I said, no stinking way. This man had uh, <laughs> guard and this man had Jesus Christ, bums. and bums like so. You two get out of here, man. Respectfully, disrespectfully, hold that pussy, man. Hold that. <laughs> <laughs> hold that, he says. Hey, you know the, do you know the funniest thing? The the fact of the matter is is Stephen Ro- uh, Brendan Rogers. Stephen Rogers. Rogers <laughs> but he ain't no captain, my guy. Jeez, um, that guy <laughs> might be the spursiest manager of all time. Facts of all time. Big, time. big facts. Big it's facts. facts of all time. Uh, yeah. You can deny it anymore, man. Like he actually just he is the specialist when it comes to snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Honestly, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. How do you lose a game 2-1 up with like 30 seconds of stoppage time left? How? I'll tell you how. I'll tell you how. You get born in a particular time period of life, yeah? You become a Liverpool manager. You go to Celtic, win some trophies because it's a poor league. You come back to England as a Leicester City manager. Uh, people forget that your last name's Rogers, And then you face Spurs. Now, let me let me explain this, why I just said that, yeah? Because the honourable gentleman Booker T came in with nothing but fire. Album out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you this now. Brendan Rodgers has been in charge of Leicester City. When I've seen Spurs losing to them with less than 10 minutes to go and lose both games. In fact, the funny thing about yesterday, yeah, was the clip I saw before kickoff was Bale doing this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For those of you that don't know what Bell did, obviously, if you just wanted it to the I remember, I remember, yeah. He dogged off like, ooh, you man have felt it again. Nice one. Yeah. <laughs> and we won that game 4-2. Mind you, this is coming off. This is Mason in charge. Mason, 19-year-old. Mm, I've never been a manager. Used to work in a call center. That, that was the guy that was in charge. And we got the job done. Now you're talking to Antonio Don Conte. 
a man that's already he, acknowledged he that we he's on a level. He thinks he's on a level. He can yeah, talk yeah, to I mean, that's, I mean, that's nice. That's nice to think that you're on a level. You know, there's there's people outside, when you know, whenever I go out, they probably think that me and them are on the same level. The problem is, you don't know me. I'm way too high. Relax yourself. <laughs> yeah? yeah? Change your name you, to you, Edge. You think you, you know me. You think you know me. You know what I'm saying? You need to know the levels, bro. You need to know the level. It's not every day. It's not every day our positivity is just going to... Sometimes you need tenacity, yeah? And that's what Conte is about. Bruv, I saw him celebrating at 2-2. And I was like, yo, this guy, he he lifted everyone. He's like, come on, come on. Bravo, bravo. Magnifico, man. I said, yes, yes. I saw, I saw Tops. He dashed his hat. Lucas took his hat, put it on somebody else, said, I'm coming back for that hat. Don't worry about that. That hat I'm coming back for. Yeah. And at 3 2, he returned, came back for that same hat that Tops have thrown, dashed it on the ground. He said, Hold that fast, yo, bruv. Hold that complex. Yeah. What do you know about that, bruv? <laughs> the Don, the Don definitely came through for us. It was good to see, as ever, as ever, to see his passion on the sidelines and hearing the away fans singing um, Toby's song, um, Antonio, Antonio, Antonio. Um, Owen, I'm coming to you. You haven't. You haven't giving us a bit of a critique on the game. Um, interesting stat here. Um, <clears throat> we outpassed them, had more possession than them. Our pass Not surprised. Not pass surprised. We, we okay. were better on that. Um, mm-hmm. is, it, is it time <laughs> is it time for us to respect um, even more so than we have done in recent weeks, the man they call, the man, the myth, not yet legend, that they call Harry Winks. Is he the reason why we were able to dominate that game? Speak on that, please. <laughs> um, I believe so. Yeah, I mean, with that functioning three-five-two midfield and him at the base, um, it was always going to suit him. I think, especially again under Conte's patterns. Um, yeah, his managing of pass selection was was quite key in us sustaining pressure I think obviously he's known for the sideways passing backwards passing like again he knew when to reset and he knew when to switch it and he knew when to play it over the top I think he created like three or four chances in the first half one of which being the the first Kane goal a bit of a shameless assist though to be honest because Kane did pretty much most of the work with a classy uh, run and finish but (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it summed him up, to be honest. Um, him playing with Skip in there as well, I think they've got a good understanding. Um, Huibier struggled a bit in there as well until the end. Um, but yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, it, it just suits us playing the 3-5-2, uh, having that three midfield with Winks at the base or at least part of the midfield as well like I wouldn't be mad if Skip was at the base either like either or I think it still works and functions well um yeah the remontada is pretty much almost complete I just hope that he obviously still carries it on it was a weakened ish Leicester side even though they had the numbers in midfield I mean he was up against Tielemans and Madison so yeah fair play to him um yeah, it, it didn't seem like they had 11 players out um obviously they did you know i mean well so actually some of those players like some were on the bench um oh. we lost dave <laughs> we may have lost that host 
I'm back, yeah. yeah um, Tobes, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go to you. Um Harry Kane, he had one of his best games under Conte, one of his best games all season in, in that game. Um what was it like being in the stadium watching watching that that kind of performance where he seems like he's up for it from minute one, he wants to take over the game, um and and he's he's trying to affect the game in so many different ways. He's obviously had some really um missed he had some missed chances, um, but then yeah, obviously delivered when they need to. Yeah, he was <clears throat> me and <clears throat> me and Sal, we spoke about this on uh, a space on the spaces yesterday. I personally felt he was he was quality yesterday. I think the only thing that was missing for me was his killer instinct in front of goal. For some reason he's actually lost like his cutting edge in front of goal. It's weird. He scored a really good goal, but like he missed a point blank header. He blazed a chance that he normally slots away when he was running through on goal as well. Like he, his finishing has definitely been has been poor this season, but like his general play was was of a really good standard. Um, I think with Harry Kane, it's <clears throat> because of the type of player he is, it's easy to see when Harry Kane is playing badly because the ball's not sticking. He's not winning aerial duels. He's not bringing others into play. He's not being able to. He's not able to sort of pass pass the ball where he needs to pass it. Um, but he played really well, man. And like I, maybe he played. He probably played better than I expected. But I expected. A, a solid performance from Harry Kane and me and Yao were discussing this earlier on in the week like I've I've been singing I've been singing this guy's praises and I know Tops has been the same as all well. like he's clearly improving week by week and I think he's getting back to a level that we associate with Harry Kane it's just the goals need to come now like he scored against Sester it's good we need to get the goal scoring back to a good standard but the general performances for me are getting better and better and better and in a period where son is injured and son is play- son is a player who stepped up for us in in recent years he's actually been quite clutch against some of the big sides like we need harry kane to to show us why like he's the best player and it's good to actually have him in form now it's annoying because we literally played chelsea then we have the international break which is a bit of a disruption but i'm hoping he carries this form into Sunday's game and then carries it on post um, the international break. And also big up Harry Harry Winks as well on the corners. Like he put in some really good corners yesterday. I think I think Spurs need to not make that like a, a one-off. I think they need to they need to sort of keep that as a regular. I'm not gonna lie, because we we struggle with corners and he was putting in some really good balls into the box yesterday. So boy. Yeah, that was yeah, one feature of the I think that was very um, good to see. I feel like I'm echoing somewhere. No, I can't hear an echo. All right. Um, yeah, it was good. It's good to see that you know we're getting crosses in the box. Reguilon played very well. Um, honorable shout out to him. Uh, Winks definitely on the corners. Obviously, you mentioned Harry Kane having that. That um, I think he hit. Was it that one on the crossbar from that? Yeah, he hit the, the crossbar. Yeah, he hit the crossbar. Yeah. Um, and that was from Winks's delivery. Um, <clears throat> Winks was popping up all over the pitch. He was, you know, giving respect. Um, but like I said, Harry Kane, 18 goals in 17 games against Leicester. There must be something about that club hey, that he hates. Hey, listen, listen. Boxing Day and Leicester. It's, 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 
Something dark's happened while he was on that loan spell because that motherfucker <laughs> had a revenge game against these guys every single time. Someone didn't chat nice to his, to his girlfriend or whatever. Bro. Yeah, bro. No, no I, I don't want to talk about his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> what the cock happened there, yeah, bro? Whoa, shit. Oh, I just want to say the chat again. Listen, what do you say in the chat? <laughs> right, right, we, can't, we, can't, we can't say too much. You know what I'm saying? But you know. You know what? Them defenders as well. Sorry, them centre backs are ass. A S S capital A S S. Vestergaard is trash. Uh, yeah, some yeah. of our fans actually wanted him at the club last year. Yeah, Take yeah. that in. The Keep guy the turns yeah, like a double decker right. bus. He is fucking trash. And Soyuncu is a fraud. Lord Farquhar right. is a fraud. He is I'm, terrible. I'm, I'm, I'm getting King. all of my all of my Turkish privilege <laughs> off today, bro. <laughs> 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 right so now, yeah, same. fucking same. extra back where he came from, bro. Nah. Nah. Oh, you, know, you know what's um what's mad about the performance from the lads? Should I say, especially Harold? Um, he's earned his first name back. Uh, we'll, we'll discuss his last name on another pod, but he's earned his first name. Like, the thing that I found mad about the game, yeah, I can't believe I'm going to say this. So the header, I think everyone was being harsh. I said it in the group. I was like, there's there's not much he could have done there. Like, he's, he's hit it flush. Nine times out of ten, that hits the roof of the net. We're all celebrating, yeah? But it hit the bar this time. I was like, cool. The one chance I was like, all right, fine. You can you can cuss man on was when he was basically through on goal, and he sent it into the stands like Sissoko, like that that was that was unacceptable. Yeah, that that one I can I can let man throw a little shot at, but with the corners, listen. For for a long time, his name was Stinko or Stinks. Yeah, he's earned the W back because we won yesterday, in it. So winks. Definitely needs to be on corners, but another guy needs to be on corners. He put in some deliveries, regular blood fight oh, from the other side. Bro. I said, Whoa, left it's and right. Super, super. I said, the deliveries were on, on task, bruv. Having man, I saw defenders. <laughs> I said, Cool, that's the, way I, that's the way I want to see you defending. I want you struggling. Hey, I'm gonna say something about um, so you yeah. I know bear Turkish man. Yeah. Obviously, Sai, you're my brother. Fam, you man need to write this guy off. Hey, <laughs> this guy can't go down at Edmonton, you know. That's where most of my brothers are. Yusuf and them man there. Shout out to Yusuf. Hey, they can't go down there, bro. Because what you cannot be burnt by Harold. Harold cannot be burning you on the pitch. He takes nine steps to get into strike. Yeah. And blazed Soyuncu to the ball. I said, Wow, this guy's really slow. I'm talking like 29 <laughs> pace, bruv. That that is incredible. So bruv. sort that out. By the way, <laughs> I just wanted to ask um again yourself, Scott Hall, and more so maybe the host as well. Uh, is there someone else that might be getting his name back? Who's I that? was gonna go on to that. I was gonna Whoa. get there. I was gonna get there. Hey man, hey, I was hey, get hey, there. that piri piri mild. I was gonna get there. So that's, that's a very nice segue. Thank you, Owen. Um, <clears throat> just talking about deliveries, talking about crosses, talking about wing play. There's a member of our team uh, who was previously known as Emerson Royale. I believe one of us christened him as Hermes. 
Royale, man. <laughs> because his deliveries were so bad. And now we're downgrading him to Chicken Royale because, Chicken as you Royale, know, if you grow up in any end area, you grow up in any hood, if you have that Chicken Royale from certain shops, your belly's running. Oh. Just running for a good couple of days. Um, so <clears throat> he plays yesterday and probably stinks up the joint. You know, it was such a contrast. Regulans on one side putting in, in, in crosses and, and winks is putting in passes. Then he gets out to Emerson and and it's letting us down. And Conte, even though we were on top, even though at one point in a 10-minute span, we had 92% possession, Conte makes a change at half-time. <clears throat> and he brings on... <clears throat> he brings on Matthew. <laughs> Who? Man's calling Matthew. No. Matthew. <laughs> That's full name. Matthew. Oh. You know what? You know what? I call him Matthew because <clears throat> the first thing I saw him do was a quite an intelligent cutback that anyone else didn't didn't um, yeah. didn't read. Then the second thing I seen him do was a nice little lofted ball. I was like, Matthew's here to play. The dink, it? Then I see him making a run into the box, trying to get a shot on target. Matthew's trying to get his place back. Number two, I have to retire that jersey. Put up in the in not not necessarily retire it to the to the rafters, <clears throat> but we'll put it locked away for a couple of weeks at least. Sign. Am I am I going too early? Is it or well, did I actually see him putting a good performance yesterday? I thought it was decent. I thought it was decent in it. Like. Uh... As as I said in the first half, Emerson was a net negative. Um, we we've had this debate quite a lot. Like from the first two games, I knew something wasn't quite right with that guy, and I tend not to write players off early. But boy, that guy is a cowardly lion, bro. Like he refuses to take a take on. He there's no adventure in his game. He's he's not a liability in terms of defensively, but going forward you would prefer the ball not to end up at his feet if you want to try and score a goal. So the fact that Doherty had so much of an impact and was so involved is a massive positive, to be perfectly honest. And you got to give credit where it's due. But his, his, his jersey's hanging on the banister, at the, at the, at the bottom of the banister. Yeah, right. I don't want your mum telling you you got to take it upstairs. And you're like, yeah, 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 I see yeah. It, I see it's it. on a clothes horse. Yeah, that's why. Uh, yeah, you know, you know. Nah. <laughs> Listen, I tried, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I tried. No, nah, I was gonna be nice, but I can't. No, nah, get rid of him. Listen, well done to him coming on and doing what he did. Yeah, but nah, get rid of him. Get rid of him and and that freaking gone off chicken. Royale that that we've got at Reading. You know what? Actually, let me say this. I'm going into the mad scientist thought process. <clears throat> Royale, who's not so royal, is absolutely horrific going forward, but he's not so bad defensively. Yeah, like he's he's actually like I don't really feel many people taking him on. And in my head, I was like, why don't you just put him as a right centre back if we play three at the back? He, he doesn't have to go forward, doesn't have to be afraid of crossing that line. could just defend and pass, yeah? Because we're going to get a, a right wing back anyway. So he's, he's not going to be the starting right wing back at some point in his career. It's, not, it's no longer there for him. He might as well convert over um, because, let me tell you this now, yeah? 
I don't care for the result, but Sanchez has to go. <laughs> this guy has to disappear tomorrow. Yeah. Now, the person that saved this guy's life is another guy that has to go. In fact, he should have gone last year. Don't say, ben. Don't say gentle, Ben. You're going to say no, Tanganga no, no. and Ben. No, 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 none of them. None of them. I, I actually think they all played They all played all right yesterday, man. None of them. It's, it's a particular man. Once I say everybody with man, the man with no source, his name is Hoy, but there's no Hoisin, yeah? <laughs> this guy here, listen, I know, listen, I know he saved Sanchez. I know he did, yeah? Great block, fantastic. I know he was pivotal in both of those final moments. Fantastic. Clap for yourself. Well done. Go home, clap your wife. I know he was also pivotal after, you know, confirmed situations, yeah, of pulling Bergwijn away from the crowd, which would have given him a second yellow card, yeah? Great. That's fantastic. But big man, I know fraudsters when I see them, yeah? I know when man bang 419 to the rafters, and that brother has been swinging cards from the day of birth. Get him out at any chance possible. If it can't be this window, this summer, I want no more poison. So it's not even good for you. Poison sauce is not I need that. It's I need that. Good. I started eating sushi. So I like, I started eating sushi. I, 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 I bought a duck, duck wrap yesterday and it had hoisin sauce. You. So I love me some hoisin sauce. I, I'm Keep warning you, bro. Be careful with the hoisin sauce. Keep them at this club. Upgrade him. The biggest the fashion merchant ever, ever, you know. <laughs> Keep him. He is, he is me. He's a passion merchant and he's not good You're at football. You're taking the piss. <laughs> you are taking the piss. He's hey, listen, yeah. Like, at this point, like, I'm I'm watching this guy so closely. Wow, he needs a hip replacement. He needs a hip replacement. He <laughs> he's the most immobile player I've seen oh. at Spurs in over a decade. It's like it's actually sad. It's it's funny to me that someone who is sort of renowned for running around kicking people hasn't even kicked anyone in like Nobody. seven weeks. He's not gotten close to anybody to even kick him. So as soon as we made the chip, like. This will be the first time I've ever criticized Conte, right? That substitution Same. and the, the subsequent sliding of Hoybier into the pivot role is the worst decision I've seen him make since he's been at Spurs. Like, Agreed. And we saw it instantly. As soon as the ball was played into his space, he's jockeyed with his arms wide, like he's playing goalkeeper for a penalty shootout or something. And looking over his shoulder to see where the help is, it's like, Rude boy, you're the help. This is your role. In this situation, what you're supposed to do is assess the play, anticipate it, and cut that fucking ball out. Ball's in the back of the net. I was pissed. I was Yeah, pissed. man. I, I absolutely agree, man. He, I just The more and more we see him, the more and more we realise how limited he is. Like, any discernible qualities of his just look so poor right now. Like, he's not a great passer. He's not a great tackler. Like it doesn't even organize play well enough at, at, at this point. I, I don't even see why. I don't, I don't even see why we seem to think that there is a player that will help play the way Conte wants to play. Like it's 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 quite frustrating. And what's even more annoying is that in the end we win the game, and people look at the game and say because he did that block at the end, and because he was able to uh, uh, do the pre-assist for the first Burge goal. All of a sudden, ah, he had an okay game. But 
it wasn't good enough yesterday, and it's not been good enough for a minute to be honest. And this this is the this is a key difference between a quality footballer and someone who just lives in the chaos. Because ultimately, when the game got chaotic, Hoybier looked decent because he can only play at 100 mile an hour and amongst chaos. And that, to me, shows me that he's not of the standard that we need for a player that's going to control a game or keep us organised or any of those things that is synonymous with Conte Ball. So get this guy out of here, man. Get him out of here. No, hey, hey, I can't believe Ali Gold. Ali Gold gave him 9 out of 10. Tell me that. Ali Gold, do you know how many times I've had to like... He doesn't even... He's a bit sus, man. He's a bit yeah, sus, he... man. No, no, Listen, no. Tell me, tell me that's a lie. He didn't do that. He didn't give him 9 out of 10. He de- he, he, it sounds like something he would do. And Ali Gold sometimes, yeah, because he's actually a Spurs fan. I didn't actually know that he was a Spurs oh, fan. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know he's a Spurs fan. Until, until like a couple months back. And it makes so much sense now because some of the stuff... A lot of the times he's quite like... He, he's quite like good at giving us facts on stuff that's actually happened but when it comes to like analyzing players he can be a little bit biased and he just starts rating players off what he believes they should be rated at instead of what's actually happened and and Hoybier, then. No. Hoybier was, he was he was he was actually like it was no. so bruno-esque his performance because he was honestly terrible <laughs> for like a good right. 90 minutes yesterday he was terrible and that's coming from me he was actually no, awful no. So if you were in the stadium, yeah, so I'm going to say something to viewers, yeah, and I know everyone's going to agree with this. Watching football in the stadium and watching it on TV, two different feelings, yeah, two massive different feelings. You can go to the stadium and be like, nah, you know what, this guy, he weren't too bad, you know, calm down. I know it looked bad on on TV, but he was actually decent. Fam, on TV, he looked horrific. And I know Tobes was watching him in the stadium was like, this guy's bad, you know. I even typed it in, in, in some of our chats. Like he, there were times, because the thing is, like, it was what annoyed me was like, there were so many times in the first half and second half where like they tried to play out from the back and he did the good thing, which is pressing them. He'd go to commit, he'd press, he'd win the 50-50 and then just play within your limitations. Just give it to someone who's better at these things than you. But no, he wants to be the one to try and dink it over the top to Harry Kane. He wants to play the hero ball like Bruno. I'm like, bro, you don't have the facilities, bro. Just chill. And then By there was the a way, little... Oh, God. So I, I can confirm, he gave Hoybier a nine. He, he gave Harry Kane an eight. Oh, he's that's crazy. That's that is nuts. Uh, that's crazy. Right. That is nuts. I, I like Ali, but that that is fucking crazy. Regular yeah. on a five. A nine that he gave regular on a five. He, he gave regular on a five. Hey, we gotta get these legacy right. guys out of here, bro. Captain Tobes, if you are Emerson an eight of all things. Okay, no, I'm joking. By the end of next year. We're gonna be all right, call Ali onto the pod because guy, you can't oh, be giving man that a nine out of ten. I, I said we don't have the capacity. He doesn't have the bro. capacity, bro. He doesn't have the capacity to play football, bro. He's no, nah, no. Nah. All right, listen, big man. Even though my stream was behind, I'm gonna say something that was mad. Yeah, no, no, no. Because you man, you man don't understand how crazy this was. That shit so, was in 2021, bro. There, there was, a, <laughs> there was a position of play, yeah, where, um, I think it was Madison took the ball and turned. And Hoybier put his arms out like this, yeah, like he ran towards me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, come, let's samba. Yeah, done all of this. 
And I promise you, my stream went blank. Yeah. When it came back, the space between him and Madison was insane. And I said, Jesus, in a second, we've lost him. We've absolutely <laughs> lost him, bro. I said, no, I've had enough. I've had enough. Listen, Tobes, you're my brother, man. Seriously. And I know that it's Tobes today and not Ibot. So let Ibot know that I'm keeping an eye out just in case he's around, innit? Yeah. Tobes, listen. This is a massive L that you need to hold. Yeah, no, so you, you've been you've been legit to quit on this guy, and I told you he stinks more than ten day old poo. It's foul. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely foul, bro. That's foul, bro. He's horrible. Uh, He's nah, I'm horrible. not giving up. I'm not giving up. We need a you're guy not, like that. You're in, still in not team. giving up. No, I'm not giving up. We need a guy like that in the team. I'm sorry. No, man. I just want him just to be there, you know. No, the I'm not you bring I'm on not for the last no, 10 no, minutes, see out the game. Yeah, we need him. Yeah. Huh? Need a passion yeah. merchant, yeah? Yeah, we need a passion merchant, bro. We actually do. I can't lie. I can't hey, lie. We've got one. We've got one. Lucas Moore. Lucas fucking Lucas. Moore. Hey. <laughs> Coins, 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 Jesus. On top of that, that guy in the loo, that guy, man, proper, proper passion merchant. He gets it, man. You see when people say, hey, man, he's top now, brother. He gets it. Hey, Lucas. Yeah, he gets it. That guy gets it. He gets it. He gets it, man. All right, real quick. Yeah, no. Bruv, you know what? He even tweeted about it today. He said, oh, sorry, I just got caught up in the euphoria. Nah, I'm like, was saying he has, to, he has to buy that fan a new hat. Nah, he should get that guy a box seat, bruv. I, I, yeah. I don't know, bro. If he if he does my hat, I'd have to punch him up. I'm sorry, man. It has to be a Jedi Let's talk about... Are we talking about um Stevie? Stevie Wonder? Well, this is what I'm saying. I want to... guy. I want to, I want to, before we move on. This is shameless, by the way, but yeah, fuck yeah, it. Very shameless. Very shameless. <laughs> oh, very, listen, very shameless. Uh, before, yeah, before we move on to something else, I do want to obviously talk about the last 90 seconds. We've already alluded to the fact that most of us were unhappy with the substitutions. We thought Conte had got it wrong. We were annoyed, pissed off, frustrated, throwing our, our, our iPads or whatever out the window. Um, 84 minutes, 87 minutes. They announced five minutes of extra time. Um, we knew that obviously we were still creating chances, but we had people like Lasalso on the pitch, who we know his his shin pad has a better chance of scoring than the football. Um, so it's, it was one of them situations where it's getting tense. And again, we've seemed to have thrown the game away. Um, but here we are, Stevie Bergwijn, Stevie. Wonder, right? Did you say Berg Nine or Berg Vine? <laughs> Call him what you will, right? I will. It's his day today. It's, it's interesting for me because I was a very big fan of him. I, I held on to the docs as long as I could, and I, I sold them. Um, I'm 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 ashamed to say I did sell all stocks, <laughs> and I said I'm done. But I'm done with him. Get rid of him. Don't care. He's played eleven times. I think I put it in the group today. He played eleven times this season. Scored three goals and one assist. Actually, you know, better than what he ever did before. Do we keep him? We don't know. Right, Tobes, I want to come to you first. Talk us through the last 90 seconds of that game. 
in the in the ground bro it was it was insane it was absolutely insane because i think it was because the we what when lucas moore moved to left wing back we were trying to get the ball out to him a lot and it wasn't working much but it felt like we could try and get sign here um because we penned them in from like from probably like stoppage early stoppage time um probably like no the middle part of the stoppage time like we actually penning them in and trying to create something and i think at that point it was the last throw of the dice he's already got three attackers on the pitch um he's made all his changes so it's like it's now or never and i'm not even gonna lie i didn't think bergvan was looking good when he first came on like i wasn't impressed like he actually looked like a bit of a hindrance on the team because he just hadn't got to grips with the game yet but then i, I was like bruv I think it was, you know, it's probably the last goal. So I'll talk about the first goal. The first goal he scored first, not the second goal. The, fir- the first goal that he scored, yeah, like Matt Doherty had been making those runs all game, all game. But we just didn't really have anyone, especially when Winks went off. We just didn't really have anyone in the second half um, outside of Kane that could find him. Um, especially when the ball was in the middle part of the pitch, we didn't really have anyone with that foresight to just play that long ball and, and slide him through. So when he made that run, we're like, yo, play the pass, play the pass, play the pass. He's, he's literally making a run and he's played it and it's cleared. I think, was it Vestergaard or James Justin? Once it's cleared his head, we're thinking, oh shit. But then Doherty in Doherty fashion just fucking fumbles everything. We're thinking, fuck, you've cost us this, this result. And from where we were sat, it actually looked like it hit his it hit his arm, so I was ready for the ref to just blow the whistle. He didn't blow, and then Bergwijn just smashes it, and then bang. Everyone is just going mental, going absolutely mental. But I love the fact that Steven Bergwijn just literally, he he just picked the ball up. Him and Kane picked the ball up and said, yo, let's, let's try to get this winner. We're all celebrating, and by the time we're done celebrating, um, Tielemans is on the ball, Hoybier intercepts it, gives it to Kane, Kane slides him in, he scores, and then the rest was blackout. Like, it was absolutely <laughs> insane. Insane. Like, there were people, like, um, the people who were sat in the lower tier, like, like one or two people, they said, like, they got, like, like some guy, like, cracked his fingers. Some guy, like, he got an elbow to the face. Yeah, like, broken nose. loads of people were, like, tumbling over, and, like, they didn't care because, like, the, it just went crazy. It went absolutely crazy. And where we were sat right next to the home fans as well, yeah? So you had this old guy that was just giving it to the to the home fans, like, you fucking wankers. Because oh, obviously they were singing Tottenham get battered everywhere they, everywhere they go. They were singing that. And then when we scored that goal, everyone started singing Leicester get battered everywhere they go. Oh, it was, oh, it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, man. Brilliant. Bergwijn, Bergwijn has etched his name in like modern day sort of like folklore with that goal. Because I think that's a record now. That's like the... That's a record in the Premier League. Like no team, yeah. no team has been trailing at that stage of the game and then have gone on to win. So for whether people like it or hate it, he's actually gonna go down in the record books for that. It's nuts. Yeah. So Premier League years go. My yeah. brothers. <sighs> I've been waiting for this mm. moment. I can't lie. <laughs> we, we went we went sorry, yeah. West Ham Cup sorry. game. <laughs> months and months and months of our fellow uh Twitter gulag guy, Jack, lambasting this guy, saying that he's useless, like he called him a fat fuck, he's called him all sorts of names. <laughs> I'm really all out today. Listen, yeah, 
Bergwijn has the attributes to be a good attack attacker for Spurs. And he showed that under under Jose Mourinho. I don't care what anyone says. To get yourself in positions to miss guilt-edge opportunities shows that you're doing something right. right. So we can talk about end product all we want. But when he started against West Ham, we saw every single attribute this kid has. He's good when the ball is, is, is in areas where he can combine with other players. He's got the strength. He's got a bit of pace. He's got a bit of trickery. And he has enough vision to be able to play a killer ball to release a man or to slide it in for a goal, right? So when when I saw him come on, obviously, as, as the game pro- progressed, he ended up closer to Kane, sort of uh, left that left wing position and started to play a lot more central. We saw it. The guy's composed. Ah, oh, man, I can't, I can't, I can't scream loud enough how proud of I, I am of this little guy, man. Like, mm. honestly, like, that is the type of performance <clears throat> that everybody would have been hoping for. And he delivered in the most spectacular of fashion. Facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As far yeah. as... Like, as, as fucking wonder, mate. Bro, as far as impacts, like, with substitutes, we've we've lambasted, like, our, just our lack of, like, firepower off the bench. Like, we don't really have game changers. So, literally, when a manager brings you on to change the game and you go out there and you literally flip the game on its head. Like, that is the best possible outcome we could have expected from Bergvine, honestly. Like, we were saying this on The Space yesterday. My feelings on Bergvine, I'm not going to come out here and say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm buying stocks and whatever. But in all honesty, if Antonio Conte rates this guy, yeah? Conte's come out and he's actually said he wants Bergvine to stay. He rates him. So, bruv, I'm just going to stick with the manager's directive here. I'm, I'm going to put my feelings on the player to the side. If they want to keep him, whatever it is, what it is, man. Hopefully they can. Hopefully this. If if we do keep him, hopefully this can be a springboard for more, man. It can because we. It's Bergwijn is not the first or last player to to to, to look really poor in the Premier League um, and have that that season defining game or whatever, and then go on to do something great. Okay, I'm not saying he's going to be Ronaldinho, but listen, with Antonio Conte here. If a manager wants you and he's willing to, to keep you and work with you, then it's positive signs for Bergwijn. If Conte can make something a fucking Victor Moses, then boy. Phew. This is the thing say? with um, Bergwijn as well. Like I touched upon, when he was getting in these areas to score, playing on the Mourinho, he was a defensive winger on his unpreferred side as well. So, yeah, giving him credit for that and playing under Conte, Conte giving him his props as well. He knows he's an intelligent player who suits combinations and we saw that in the West Ham Cup game as well um, so to that point I think he might even be a better fit for Conte's system currently than Human Son um, like overall and seeing his general play I think like Son's got a couple of goals fair play but like in terms of combination playing someone who can play off the midfield the wingbacks and Kane uh, it's exciting times for Bergwijn. Like, hopefully, he can kick on and showing that mentality to get the ball out of the net. Like, I don't think Tobes, you would have excused him if he celebrated the crowd instead of getting the ball out of the net in the 95th minute for an equaliser. Um, but lo and behold, he he <laughs> went straight back to the <laughs> center circle, and we aren't at luck in that game overall. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he can kick on. I still think he, yeah, I'll, I'll say now, I think he's a better fit for this system than Sun is currently. I mean, uh, when, like, when you I'll say think, that, do you I'll mean like, 
Do you? Yeah, go on, Tubbs. Go on. I was thinking about it. And I was just like, in my mind, I was like, oh, I still feel that he hasn't done enough. But you know, based on yesterday's performance, based on the confidence it will give him, and also even if we were to sell him, you know, what what sort of attacker can we replace him with under twenty million uh, at this point in the January market? It's probably it's probably a bit too late in the market to even kind of consider that, and he does seem to suit the way Conte wants his attackers to play. I mean, for someone that I always call Mister Dripple or Drown, how about some goals and assists? <laughs> he gave me some goals and assists yesterday. He gave me some goals and assists. So yeah. you know what? I'm gonna give him that one. But I think the lights are still on him, though. The lights are still on him. I, I don't know. I feel like Conte should have bring him on. 10 15 minutes earlier, as well, though, like he did struggle to start nah. in the game and get to grips with it at first. But that tide was shifting, and nah, Conte got a little bit lucky right with the timing he brought him on. Nah. Fair play, but Conte he should have come on earlier. Right. But I think for he's me, got like, um, yeah, go on, yeah, go on. For me, I'll be honest with you, you know, he we're all pronouncing his name wrong, innit? Yeah, you might not call him Bergway, his name's Boyhug, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, wow. crazy report. His name was Boyhug, yeah. But real talk, yeah. I think he came on at the right time. I think he done great bits of work. But there's good news. There's good news, guys, that have just come through. Um, tier one source. So I thought I might as well say this. I think Dre put it in the comments. But Hugo has signed a two-year deal. Fantastic. And he's sober. And he's sober. Fantastic. Fantastic. He's sober. There's nothing better than sober Hugo. And you know when I knew he was sober? When he ran the length of the pitch and slapped man on the head and said, "Hey, you man, that's that's what I'm talking about, bro. That's a sober action. Because if he was waved, he'd have tripped at the halfway line. Trust me, <laughs> I've seen waved man before, bro. Yeah, yeah, that is nah, true. I, that I is think true. Good performance. Yeah, I mean, even even Hugo, he, he made some a couple of saves that were you know kept us in it, um, kept us in with a shout, <clears throat> and he's he's been that for for very very um, long time for us at the club doing that under Conte definitely he's been playing very well um it's it's a good it's a good sign when some of your worst players your underperforming players the players you want out <clears throat> are the ones saving you you know uh you got Hoiberg and, and then <clears throat> Doherty Matthew as I now call him um and and Bergwijn linking up for that goal um Hoiberg obviously making the pass to Kane for the third goal um and obviously Kane slipped him in um, to Bergwijn to finish it off. And we all went crazy. You know, it, it was a good moment. And I think, for me, the biggest emotion was the fact that we deserved it. Okay? We actually deserved it. We were peppering them. Yeah. We were playing Facts. very well for most Facts. of the game. You know, we got let down. And it's clear, and I think, you know, Conte is probably even noticed this, if we don't have our best back line, then we're, we got issues. We got errors. You know, that, that's what happens. Um, and we saw that with their first goal. But let's not be too negative. We got the points. Games in hand FC. Um, we move on nicely. Um, we will preview um, the Chelsea game in a moment. But it's a small nature because there's a few things, there's a few comments I've, I've ignored over the past few, past hour now that we've been talking, just because we wanted to kind of save it till now. Um, so there's some rumours coming in, guys. Uh, well, we know that Hugo's got his his deal, which is great, and that secures that. Uh, we need to get rid of Galini; he's rubbish. Um, but now there's talks about um, Tongi, Tongi and Domele going to PSG. 
Um, some people say it's a swap deal for Wijnaldum. Some people say there's a swap deal for Paredes. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, there's also talk of us trying to hijack the Diego Carlos deal. Carlos deal. Um, Newcastle, obviously, as much as they got money, they've also got a relegation battle to deal with. Um, it's one of them ones. Also, there's talks and there's rumours flying about about us um, trying to aggressively move up the Kessie, Kessie or how people want to pronounce it, um, deal and move him in this month as opposed to a, a pre-contract deal for the summer. Um, I'm just going to quickly go around each uh, cast member, starting with Owen. Which one of those bits of news gets you the most excited? So we've got Hugo, a Tongi swap deal with PSG. Obviously, we've got Poch out there, special relationship. Um, Diego, Carlos, the defender, um, or um, midfield, Kessie? Um, I would say, I mean, Hugo Lloris's contract is massive news. From the eye test that I've given Diego Carlos here and there over the time, he seems rash, but we'll see on that. Um, but yeah, I'd be more excited or most excited to see if we can get PSG to pay all of Ndombele's wages if this loan is as imminent as reported and um, use that money to try and do a deal for for Kessier now. Um, I don't know how hard that would be while he's at the African Cup of Nations because I imagine uh, the Cote d'Ivory, um, I've actually botched that pronunciation, so I'm just going to say Ivory Coast. <laughs> Um, they're probably going to go close to all the way, if not all the way. So, um, even that said, I really hope we can do a deal. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, this month. Um, sorry, I'm not or rehearse that. I don't even know. Sorry, I mean, that is top level, bro. At some point, we just leave with the Kesse thing, yeah. That was Joey Barton level French accent. Fucking hell. You even added the accent. I owe oh, your classic, you know. He said the ivory. He said the ivory. That was a DF pronunciation, man. Fucking oh, hell, man. Oh. Hey, Owen, I love it. I love uh-huh. it for me, bro. Oh, my chest, bro. Fabian, yeah. Thank you. <sighs> oh, wow. Okay, cool. Oh. <laughs> oh, we got to move on. We got to move on. Tops, what are you saying? What's your um, <laughs> What's your favorite? Or oh, what's the most exciting thing there? Hugo, Tongi, um, or Kessie? Yeah, big. Very happy that we managed to secure Lloris, if that's the case. Um, I think it's just massive, important situation that we had to kind of get, get on top of. Uh, I mean, I still feel a certain way about Tongi at this point. Um, but I think if we can if we can sign Kessie, then that just gives us a bit more, you know, a bit more beef in the midfield. Um, a different profile of, of midfielder to what I think we kind of currently have. Um, and if we can may, maybe get him on a on a pre-contract, that probably be quite a good one to sort out as well. Um, I, I think like the wages are still kind of high-ish, but I suppose that's being offset by the fact that we won't be paying anything for him. So that, that's probably where I'm at. I mean, personally, I'm I, I've watched a fair bit of Kessie, and I'm not his biggest fan, but 
I mean, I'd like for him to prove me wrong. Um, and, I, and, I, and I, as I said, I feel like he's like a profile of midfielder that I feel just that we're missing at the moment. So it's interesting. It's interesting to <clears throat> to hear. Um, Yao, what about your your uh, perspective? Which which one gets you the most excited? I know you've always always been. Um, campaigning for Alcoholics Anonymous and Sober um, Sober Hugo. Um, is that the most exciting thing? Is it the fact that he's now with us for another two years, we can find a replacement, find someone who can really take over from him? Um, or is it the midfield situation? Well, the midfield situation is a bit tricky because Kessie is... Uh, it's hard to really judge whether Kessie would suit us or the Premier League. That's a style. I mean, by just watching him, you'd expect so. But, you know, he's had some bad games and he's had some good games. Um, Paredes, I've not really seen much of him, to be honest with you. I know he's tidy on the ball, that much I know. Um, but what does that really mean in the grand scheme of things um, when you're under pressure? So, uh, I'm not too sure on Paredes. So, the midfield, getting Tongi out the door... It, doesn't really excite me because I'm like we we need some sort of we need the defensive reinforcement yeah like honest to god we can't keep hoping that say Dyer for argument's sake and Romero stay fit we we need adequate replacement if they're not fit I know Davis and I'll give him his props has done decent at left-sided centre-back and we've been linked with Diego Carlos Carlos is a bit of a madman, though. You know what I'm saying? He's 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 like a Pepe. You know, it, he can be he can be amazing, you know, defensively, and he can be horrific in the same light. So I'm I'm not really sure we would want that. Um, I don't want to say the Hugo deal is what excites me. I think probably what would be exciting is getting a player in, um, and one that should hopefully um, benefit our team moving forward. I don't know who that player is going to be, to be honest with you. And everybody knows if it was up to me, it would be Vlaovic. End of discussion. <laughs> um, Parade is um, Argentinian. Um, obviously, we all know the history, <clears throat> Ricky Villa and um, Ozzy Ardiles. We've got quite Eric a nice Argentina. But we then go to Eric Lamella, Lenoso, Le, Le <laughs> And maybe Paredes. Is is this third time to charm? Is is this a opportunity that we can't miss in terms of getting a PSG player in, or would we go for one Alden? Toby, what are you saying? If Conte wants him, then yeah. But I don't think Conte wants him. I think they're trying to offer him to us to try and get Endom. I just think with um, with Paredes, I think he's a really good passer of the ball. A very, very good pass for the ball. Um, but I could have sworn like he he's not really the most like durable in terms of like staying fit. Um when he was younger, he 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 was um he was impressive. But I just think now coming to the Premier League, how old is he now? We're like 27? 27. 27, yeah. Um Coming to this league, as, as we've seen with Thiago in last season and a couple other players, the intensity in this league cannot be taken lightly. And I just think Paredes, whilst he's got the technical quality that we want in terms of passing, I don't know if he's got the the all-round um, mobility that Antonio Conte will need 
for him to play in a 3-4-3 um, position or even in a 3-5-2. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know how I feel about that one, but he's not a player that I would be like looking at and saying, yeah, we Spurs have to sign him. So I don't know. I honestly don't know. Mm, interesting. Another Argentinian with an injury record. Not interested. Sorry. Um, <coughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> what are you saying, Zai? Hugo, Tongi, swap deal, or even just Tongi leaving. Um, Kessie or uh, and the Diego Carlos? Boy, um, I, I can't pretend that I'm, 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 I'm the guy that does scouting reports on players that don't play in the Premier League, especially. Um, so I'm going to keep it keep it sensible as possible here. If Tongi were to leave to PSG, a ripe and ready person to come in is Genie Wijnaldum, as far as I'm concerned. Someone who knows the league, someone who's played at a high level in the league and who is, for all intents and purposes, a little bit out of favour where he's currently at. So that, to me, would be more interesting than going down the route of somebody who isn't durable, isn't league proven, would have that acclimatization period. We don't have time for that. Like leaning on Genie for a season and a half seems sensible to me. If we can get that type of deal in in January <coughs> market, that is traditionally very, very difficult to improve your squad. I'm all for that type of thing. But uh, as it stands, the Hugo Lloris uh, extension is the most exciting for me because I think we don't have any 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 sign of anyone better coming in anyone anytime soon. Goalkeepers are at a bit of a premium at the minute and he's shown that he's a safe pair of hands as well as a fantastic leader for us. So that just gives us a little bit of stability to carry us on, on to next season and then we see what happens. I agree with Sai. Uh, every word, I agree with Sai. I think Lloris is the biggest one for me out of that list. None of those names... It's not like they're bad plays, but none of those names like excite me. But again, it's just dependent on who Conte wants, who Conte doesn't want. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I just hope that um, Hugo sprinting the whole uh, pitch yesterday hasn't <laughs> taken a year off his career um, at Spurs. Um, he hasn't injured his hamstring. Um, so we got another game, another game, just a few days time um, before the international break. Um, Chelsea for the third time this month. Previous two games have been disappointing, to say the least. Definitely a lack of fight, a lack of passion. Um, even Hoiberg couldn't do his um, his hand-waving and, and, and summon any sort of um, Viking passion for us. What, what are we looking for, guys? I mean, we're at the bridge. I think we won there once in 35 attempts. Um, probably the least favourite place for Spurs to go to. I'm not sure of the exact stats, but it's just not a happy hunting round for us. Does last night give us any sort of momentum? Does it give us any sort of hope? Do you think they can produce a similar, um, not necessarily dominating the game, but a similar performance of uh, the, that reluctance to give up um, and actually trying to push the agenda um, at the bridge this Sunday? Um, Tops, what do you reckon? Um, uh, like you said, man, history doesn't read well, to be honest with you, at Stamford Bridge. Um, we've not won there for a fair bit and we don't tend to play well there. So, whilst it's a game that I'm like, 
hey, it's a free hit. You know, we'll, we'll probably be brought right back down to reality on Sunday. I also kind of feel under Conte, you've had two times to play them. So, you know, you, you have a, an idea now, really, like how they're probably going to approach it, what sort of style they're going to play, even like the kind of profile of players that they have, you know, in terms of with the way they change their teams in both fixtures against us. So I would kind of hope that like, you know, two bites of the apple, uh, maybe a third bite could give us a bit more of a better chance in this game that we can maybe have a bit more of a of, of a plan. And the fact that we've played them so often this month maybe puts us in a better <coughs> position to, to definitely perform better than we have. I mean, winning there is a completely different thing. But at this point, um, if I could if I could finish this run of games with a draw at Stamford Bridge, I'd take that. I'd take it. But Happily. again, um, it's you know history speaks for itself, and generally in this league, um, the stats really don't lie. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Owen, what, what about you? You're always Mr. Positive. Um, we know that because you've been back in Winks, even when Winks stocks weren't even available in the market. Um, <laughs> What what are you saying? You know, is is this? You know, we did a bit of a fox trot last night. Um, what do you reckon we're going to do a, a nice dance at the bridge this weekend? Why have you got to make some foxes? Because I'm a hunter, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, those were pheasants. So huh? Four, yeah, well, both really. Um, <laughs> especially in that area. Um, yeah, away to Chelsea, man. Like I. I can only really hope for like a like a brave performance in the honesty because once again like Chelsea are just better than us. Um like someone said in the comments, like I would snap anyone's hand off for a point happily. Um but a brave performance which sees uh Chelsea's quality shine through in a potential win and then exacerbated the need for some urgency in the transfer market isn't the worst thing to happen either. So, yeah, as long as we can actually not turn over our back and let Chelsea um, pack us in this time, pause if need be, then I'm happy. (laughs) But I'm not expecting anything. Yeah, it's a tough one. The tough one, it'll be good to get a goal. Um, It'll be good to get a goal against them. Um, It's been, what, we played them... This is the fourth time this season and we've not scored yet. Then we probably conceded, uh, what, eight or something like that. Um, Tobes, are you, are you, I'm assuming you'll probably be there. I don't know if you're going to the game. Um, what's the deal? 50, what do you reckon? 50-50 uh, if I go. I don't know if I want to put myself through that. Um, but in all honesty, I'm expecting... I'm I'm not expecting a win. Like I think, I think Spurs will even do well there to get a point. But what I am expecting that I've taken encouragement from after yesterday is at least some fight. That is something that we've not shown at all in the previous three appearances that we've had against Chelsea this season. We literally got, well, maybe a little bit in the, in the first half in the home game, but we got slapped 3-0 in the league at home. We lost 2-0 away, should have been more. And then we lost 1-0 at home. So, um just give, us some fight. <laughs> <laughs> just give us some fight, please. Like, 
make it a competitive game. Like, don't just give them the points. Like, we know that it's they've got the better side. We know that they've got better options off the bench. But just give us a reason um, for, for for some optimism, man. And that, that's all I that's all I ask for. Like, no Spurs fan in their right mind is going to tell you, oh yeah, Spurs should go there and win. Like, that's just crazy. It's absolutely crazy. They're 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 third in the league for a reason, but it's a game that means something to us as much as it means something to them. Not just because it's Chelsea, but because we're also fighting for top four as well. And if you're fighting for top four, this is a ground you got to go to and actually put in a good performance or put in a respectable performance. So that's all I'm hoping for. Give me that and let's see where we go from there. Yeah. You're probably the opposite to Owen in terms of where Owen might be. Uh, Mr. Positive buying stocks for Winks when there's not even available on the market. Yeah, you've probably sold every single stock and every single player in our squad. Tell them to come on down. Um, come on down to the bridge this weekend. What happens at the bridge? Are we going to get thrown under the bridge? Left six feet under? Or do you reckon uh, it's just a bridge over troubled water? That's enough bridge jokes for today. Decent. I'm not going to lie. I'm tickled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I will say is, I know everyone's saying it'll be good to go come out of there with a draw and all that kind of stuff. Um, we are trying to get back into the top four. We're trying to get back into the Champions League. And what I'm going to say is probably going to sound ludicrous, but we have to win. Um, I don't think there's any wiggle room for... Any defeats? I know we got games in hand, but I I don't even think a draw. Um, I mean, a draw doesn't kill us in terms of momentum, but we we need to actually start kicking on as a team. Um, I know there's players that need to be sold, but we have to win. Um, and the thing is, Chelsea haven't looked good, and neither have we against them. Yeah. It, mm. In terms of like probability, we're due a good game against them. We're actually due one, just on on the basis of how many times we faced them. One in four. Yeah, I mean, there's no there's no way in a blue moon I want to see Spurs get swept by them bastards on the west side. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> I don't want to see it. So I'm hoping the lads are really up for that. Um. And deliver. That's that's pretty much it for me. I'm I'm really I'm I'm going into it with a little bit of hope. A little bit of hope. Wow. Wow. One Bergwine winner and my man talking about hope. Sai, um Toby mentioned earlier that um you'd have to be a crazy Spurs fan to um to think we're gonna go there and get a result. Um I saw your face when he said that. So reaction. Are crazy you a crazy things are happening. Crazy things are <laughs> happening. <laughs> That's a <bang> it, <laughs> hey, listen, listen, listen. We... Why are you singing that song, brother? <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Hey, listen. We're, we're, we're delving into the part of the season where when we are successful, relatively speaking, we tend to do pretty well. And we pick up some unexpected results along the way. 
Leicester was an unexpected result, so we may have blown our load. Pause. But at the same time, as 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 as, as we've gone through, if you play a team four times, you should figure out the conundrum at least to an extent. I would argue this game is a bit of a free hit for us in terms of we're not expected to win. We've disgraced ourselves three times. We're on a bit of a bounce. Why not just go there and be brave? Why not? If we can get if we can get a, a, a tune out of the guys that played last night, we will look substantially better than we did before. Because ultimately we went to the bridge with hodgepodge Pakosh. Uh, lineups and didn't really put together anything that had any sort of cohesion to it. And we can't have expected a result in any of those games, especially with fixture congestion and, and games in hand and not really having any certainty about who we could field in those games. So I'm fairly confident that we'll do better, which could end up in a draw. But who's to say we can't go there and, and act like KRS one in the nineties and say the bridge is over, the bridge is over, and walk out there with my head held high. I would love it. I would love that. I, I would absolutely love that. Um, and yeah. I would be singing that song on next week's pod. One hundred percent. Right. So we're gonna do score predictions and then we will bounce. Um it's been a pleasure as ever. Make sure you guys are fully locked into us on all socials, follow all the accounts both the personal ones and the group one, um, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon. Make sure you're, you're signing up to that. There is content coming out all the time. Um, so we're going to go around. Yao, what's your score prediction? 2-1 Spurs. 2-1 Spurs. That's that hope talking. Tops? 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. One, one. Okay. Owen? I'll go for a 1-1 as well. I thought you were about to say 4-1. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> I was like, wow. There's positive in those four. Um, nope. Toby? I'm, I'm in Tops and Owen's camp. I'm going for 1-1. I think we can sneak a draw, man. They've not been that good recently. So, yeah. I'm going for 2-2. Two, two. Sai, what are you saying? Hey man, let's live in chaos, bro. A 3 2 Spurs win. Imagine. <laughs> Imagine. Twice it. in a week. Twice um, in a week. Let's just do nice, chaos. Pure, unadulterated chaos. Like, fight tactics. Let's let's put pressure on them to sack Tuchel. Yes. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Wow. I want to see it. <laughs> it's looking shaky, shaky over there, man. It is looking, it is looking shaky. It is, it is, it is, it is, it is. Right, guys, it's been a pleasure. Um, thank you for everyone who who is tuned in, even Jay Spurs, who forgot it was Thursday um, and turned up a bit late. But if you're here, you're listening, and if you're tuning in maybe at the weekend, it's been a pleasure. My name is Dave, a.k.a. Trebles, a.k.a. Don Antonio, um, in honour of the Godfather himself. I'm here with Syed, Hobbs, Yao, Tops, Owen. We have been the NSO, New Spurs Order. Make sure you're locked in. Keep it locked. We'll be back next week. Peace. Bless. Peace. Peace. On debut, on Dombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal!
Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London. That is absolutely incredible on debut. Oh yeah! Sports Social Podcast Network.